Good morning. Today's reading comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 25 to 35. Sorry, 28 to 35, uh, beginning on page 859. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Dear brothers and sisters, um, it is my honor to minister to you with the Word of God on the Mission Sunday. Um, again, we are really thankful for your spiritual support for the ministry of the Lancome Foundation, which has three major missions, the Lancome Scholars, Lancome Literature, and the Lancome Preaching. All of these converge into one common vision, to see the Church of Christ, especially in the majority world, equipped for mission and growing in maturity in Christ through the ministry of the Word. Personally, while I study um, my PhD in systematic theology, as uh, Reverend Han said, a major in archaeology, at the University of Toronto with my family, I was accepted to be a Lancome scholar, um, getting a substantial um, scholarship for four years until the completion of my studies. So I fulfilled the promise of returning to my hometown, um, Hong Kong, to serve in 2012 and give my full response to God, um, join the student ministry of Hong Kong FES, and meanwhile also serve as a board member of Lancome Foundation this year. I thank God to affirm me by his power, um, let me to receive the button of leadership last year to let me take the role of the general secretary of Hong Kong FES. Um, oh, this is my family, yes. We take this uh, in Toronto and during this period of my study. Um, indeed, it is a daunting task to lead, to lead the evangelical student movement, especially amidst the many challenges to be faced nowadays in Hong Kong, and in the, I think, assuming in the next decades. But I feel deeply thankful to serve the young generations, at this special historical moment, with many companions, like uh, my staff team, like uh, church pastors, as Reverend Han, and also other ministry partners. I think without them, I cannot afford to serve God and stand at this position. 
mission is part of our Christian life. And we cannot live without mission. I'm not just, in, just talking to those who are uh, committing to full-time ministry, like pastors. But to all of you, everyone in Christ, you are Christ's ambassadors to proclaim the gospel to your neighbors, near to you or far from you. So I hope that today, while we read again a very familiar story, Jesus talking with two disciples on the road to Emmaus, we could open our heart humbly to listen to the word. Jesus accompanied two disciples who were just in candles as small potatoes, right? Just like you and me. Um, just uh, believers with simple hearts to follow Jesus. But, but facing crises and confusions in their life context. Jesus came to them and became their companions in this life journey. A half-day journey of homecoming for them, the road to Emmaus. But going through this, their life has changed and revealed with hope and presence. Brothers and sisters, may God also accompany us in our life journey and share with us his mission for the sake of the kingdom of God. Actually, the Bible story starts in verse 13, but of course, I think you, are, you know this so much, so we don't read it um, so detailed. The Bible story starts in the afternoon of the Easter. In the very early morning, some women saw the empty tomb to see the dead body of Christ. But the angel appeared and said to them, He is not here. He has risen. The two disciples, of course, they do not have Wi-Fi to get the message immediately, right? But of course, they can still um, receive the news by someone else. But feel puzzled. We can imagine the digestion of these two followers. Like from verse uh, 21st. They hoped that Jesus was the one who was going to redeem Israel, but now to be sentenced to death and to be crucified. For them, the issue was not settled. They kept their conversation on the road, but was heavy with sorrow, disappointment, and perplexity. The Bible says their face downcast in verse 17. And they could not recognize Jesus in verse 16. They were trapped by their emotions and by their own perceptions. So they cannot see even the presence of their Lord. They are spiritual blinding. Going up. Okay. Next. Thank you. The companion ministry starts with Jesus came and became their companion. 
we may ask the question, why Jesus lost so of his power, right? And let them know he has risen, he is the Lord immediately. If doing so, Jesus, did, Jesus didn't need to do a half-day hiking with them. Remember the road should be a mountain trail and, you know, sweating so much, right? He didn't do that. Jesus could give them a quick and model answer. I am the resurrected one. But he didn't. He didn't. Do you know why? Do you know why? He wants to be their companion along the journey. Our faith, our faith is not concerning some head knowledge that uh, for more information about God in our mind, but involves our personal participation. Do you remember, just read the Bible, right? How did the two disciples recognize Jesus finally? Where, right? At their home, around the table, while Jesus took the bread and broke it. They recognized him by themselves. They found Jesus and realized his identity and got involved personally in that encounter. Brothers, faith lead first-hand experience to meet Jesus and know Jesus by our own person. Faith is a journey, taking time and going on in patience. Jesus demonstrated for us how to get the disciples involved in their faith journey. Moreover, Jesus came to be their companion in an image of a stranger, of a visitor. In verse 18, one of them, named Kilopas, asking him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who do not know the things that have happened there in these days? Brothers and would you ask Jesus in this tone? Is it polite or not? I think very rude, right? Because, you know, they didn't realize, recognize Jesus at that moment. Poor Kilopas didn't know him. He was. So he spoke rather rudely to this ignorant stranger and rebuked him for not knowing such a big news. Jesus didn't repeat them immediately and so that I'm the law, you know? I did, he didn't say it this way. He accepted the rude comment without offense and simply urge him to continue speaking. You see, Jesus asked, what things? Despite he know all things, right? What things? Jesus didn't give them a quick answer, but invite them to share more and pay attention to listen to them. I can learn, we can learn the first thing from Jesus' demonstration of companionship now here. Listen first and then give response. Listen first, then give response. If we want to be a good companion, we should first to be a good listener. 
What did Jesus care about? He cared about their life condition and their own deep feeling. Luke records their words. The disciples' response from verse 19 to 24. Totally six verses. Six verses. Quote and quote. If you go to share the gospel to others, I think you will not direct quote their words, right? Because that confused comment is not the truth of the gospel. But it is part of their authentic lives that Jesus respected and cared. Recently, Hong Kong FES promotes a listening movement throughout secondary schools, colleges, and local churches. We hope to create a space, space for mutual understanding among the students, teachers, and pastors. We design a set of listening cards using the Beatitudes in Matthew chapter 5 and with corresponding pictures like, like those on the screen. We find that it is a very powerful tool and good media for opening a space. You know, young people like playing the board game and playing the card game. So while see the display the card, they, will, they are willing to share. Open a space for young people to share their life story. After listening to the story, we can invite them to read the scripture behind the card. I, I bring the card here. So you can, you can buy it, actually. <laughs> but of, sorry that it is just only in a Cantonese uh, translation of the scriptures. Opening their lives to share could prepare themselves to encounter the word of God. It is our own experience. God encountered them in their sharing. And then their life could be transformed by the gospel and bringing hope in the hopeless situation in Hong Kong. In the context of the recent social instability of Hong Kong, we hope to offer a channel for the people to communicate, to express their emotion and pressure. We have already um, offered over um, 15 training sessions and you quit over 300 church leaders, teachers, and college, college student leaders. So please pray for us. May God bless this ministry and full reach, our comfort, peace, and reconciliation will be brought to the suffering people. The companion ministry implies the word of God empower the disciple again. After listening, Jesus points out the problem and gives them detailed biblical exegesis of the Old Testament. The main problem is not about their cleverness, their lovability, but about their faith. Jesus said to them very seriously, how slow is to believe all that the prophets have spoken. 
in verse 25. They are slow to believe. How could they be ready again to believe? This is not a technical problem about human efforts. Faith, indeed, is a gift of God, given through the proclamation, explanation of the word. So why Jesus explained to them the Old Testament, written concerning him, their lives will change internally. While they recall what happened on the road, in verse 32, they said their hearts were burning, you know, burning, burning within them. Now they could see the world from God's perspective instead of their own. When the journey almost finished, the scripture has an interesting description that Jesus pretends to go on farther. In verse 28, you may imagine, if the two disciples didn't keep him staying with them, what would happen? Where Jesus would go, right? If you think evangelism is like a typical task, then you will say, Jesus didn't finish it yet. Did he really want to go away? Why? He didn't really share the core of the gospel to them. Why I meditate this tiny action of Jesus' pretension? I got a spiritual meaning. He gave them an opportunity to express their eagerness to stay with Jesus. It is really important for their expression to Jesus. To be a companion, brother sister, we cannot force people to follow this or that instruction, but to give them space and freedom to choose for themselves. If you were Jesus, how would you continue the conversation? You may think, I should give them my answer or finish my agenda before I go, right? But, but Jesus concerns what they thought. Let them decide to continue the conversation or not. Jesus knows that they will find the final answer in their own way. Of course, finding Jesus is grace alone. Taking bread and breaking it is meant to recall the Lord's Supper, to recall the presence of the Lord, to recall the memory. The expression in verse um, 31 their eyes opens. Their eyes were open, should be understood as it is God who opened their eyes to see. The same word open is repeated in the same paragraph. They reviewed the journey and said to each other, Will not our hearts burning within us while he taught with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? 
open the scriptures means to give out, liberate the meaning of the Bible so they could understand now. It's by God's power, but it's not human wisdom. The life transformation is so obvious here. Their hearts were burning inside, like, you know, like power supply to give energy to moving on. And their eyes were open to see God's presence and action now. Their lives now were totally changed through this personal encounter with Jesus their Lord. I could share with you a personal experience. Some months ago, uh, I was invited by a pastor to give a talk to uh, her youth fellowship. Actually, I was this pastor mentor a long time ago at the same church. So now she became, um, become the, becomes a youth pastor. And she was excited to invite me to give a message to her flock. After giving uh, one and ha- about one and a half hour lecture, I felt very tired, you know, very thirsty. And don't want to say anything more. But the pastor was very enthusiastic to invite me to stay with the young people like for afternoon tea. As we repent that I was not so e- re- willing to stay behind. I want to go at that moment. But of course, I didn't say it this way. I, I, I didn't reject them. Then we sat down around a table with 10 people. All of them are young people. The pastor, first of all, asked me to share my personal experience when I was around their age. I didn't prepare anything to share in such a casual conversation because all stuff that I prepare already share, right, in the formal talk. I don't know if it is the Holy Spirit who led me to come up something in my mind. Then I said, when I was young like them, I had left the church for a half year. Then I realized all their eyes looking at me and waiting for me to share more deeply my struggle around their age, why I'm around their age. Afterwards, finish that, the pastor was at me to say thank you. But of course, she didn't thank for my formal talk, right? All things forgotten. forgotten. <laughs> but for my sharing at the tea time, the young people felt so touched and moved and couldn't imagine that I would also have this kind of struggle. They said they were encouraged and saw the hope amidst their struggle. I'm not sure if their hearts were burning at that moment or not, but I'm sure that it is only the work and the Holy Spirit moving them. Through me, this worthless and sinful servant to encourage the young people. So, brother, sister, God will prepare you as well in heavy opportunity. Both, most of them, not in your plan. But the word of God will proclaim through your sharing to open people's eyes and recharge them with divine power. 
sorry, yeah, the final slide. The companion ministry results, they become faithful witnesses. The story also ends in a very unusual way. The two disciples got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. Do you know what time it was? He just urged Jesus to stay, right? Because, you know, in their common practice, travelers would not journey at night. Beasts, robbers, may come unpredictable. But now, they return to Jerusalem immediately. Very risky. How come? How did they feel now? Will be joyful, excitement, and even forgetful. They forgot how dangerous it is to travel back to Jerusalem at night. Why should they do that? Because of the animating power of the gospel. They really want from their heart to share their witness now. The story that they encountered Jesus by person and experienced the Lordship for their own lives. Personal experience with Jesus is the most powerful stuff to share in our evangelism. We are his witness because we could share our personal story faithfully about how great is our law in our lives. Brothers and sisters, let's pray and seek greater and deeper personal experience with God in the daily life. Then we can become a faithful, witnessing community. In conclusion, companion ministry means we are a company of people. Sometimes we serve as a companion for others, listening to them, guiding them with the word of God, recharging them with hope and love. You may think and pray, for whom God called you to accompany? Your student, patient, customer, working partner, family member, or labor? How long is the journey of companionship? Several years, one year, one month, or just a day? It doesn't matter how long. You may sense God call you to take, take this companion ministry. However, however, sometimes the situation is quite opposite. In some circumstances, we need companions to support us. We may lose our life direction, feel hopeless and helpless. Then God's angels sent appear around you to strengthen us, to let us see the hope again. In this story, Jesus demonstrates a good example for us how to be a companion. But at the same time, Jesus demonstrates his grace. We may be like 
the two little disciples in despair and confusion. But Jesus promised he will not abandon us, but guide us step by step to be again his messenger of hope. May the word strengthen us and enlighten us. Amen.